Hi, and welcome to the first fill. My name is Q Nguyen, and I serve as the Director of Content Development here at APHA's Education Department. For today's segment, we're going to be chatting about vitamin D. And so what about it, you ask? Well, we could talk about it for weight loss, for our cardiovascular health, multiple sclerosis, or even depression. The list goes on, but there's actually insufficient data for the use of vitamin D for these indications. With more studies than any one person can keep track of, there's definitely the concern for both the overuse and underuse of vitamin D. Today, we'll be focusing on its potential effect on cognitive health, cognitive function, and reduced risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. There are several different formulations of vitamin D supplementation, which includes cholecalciferol, so our vitamin D3, ergocalciferol, our vitamin D2, and the calcium vitamin D combo, which actually is more so meant to help with calcium absorption. So in general, just a little bit of background information, serum vitamin D concentrations are measured as 25 OHD, and when below 30 nanomoles per liter, it's considered to be vitamin, uh, vitamin deficiency. While a serum concentration between 30 and 50 is considered insufficient, a serum concentration of at least 50 nanomoles per liter or higher is generally considered adequate for maintaining bone health, although there are some studies that suggest higher levels may be beneficial for other health outcomes, such as levels greater than 75. Although there is concern for toxicities when levels are greater than 125. However, there is still debate among experts regarding what the optimal vitamin D serum level should be for overall health, as it varies by your stage of life, race, ethnicity, and of course, our various patient-specific factors. Currently, dementia affects over 50 million people globally and is expected to triple by 2050. Although there's no highly effective medications to stop or reverse the disease progression, Interventions based on modifiable risk factors have been explored to slow down the disease. This is where vitamin D comes in. Vitamin D deficiency is considered a modifiable risk factor with low serum vitamin D levels having been linked to a greater risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. Now, whether getting it up to a certain level is helpful is debatable as previous clinical trials on vitamin D supplementation and cognition have produced very inconsistent results. A 2021 systematic review of 20 randomized controlled trials and another one also in 2021, this was a meta-analysis of nine randomized controlled trials that met criteria on Alzheimer's disease prevention. Well, both found insufficient evidence to support the use of it to improve cognitive performance as a proxy for Alzheimer's prevention. The study that I'm going to share today is a prospective cohort study published in March of this year in Alzheimer's and Dementia's Journal of Alzheimer's Association. They aim to explore the relationship between vitamin D supplementation and incident of dementia over a longer period of time. So this is a time course of 10 years. And the study used data from the National Alzheimer's Coordinating Center database, which collects demographic and standardized clinical data annually across over 40 research centers. So this sample included 12,388 participants who were dementia-free at baseline and determined to have either normal cognition or only mild impairments. 
So in the end, there were 4,637 participants identified in the group that received vitamin D. We'll call this the D plus group. And for those who did not receive vitamin D, the D minus group, there were 7,751. The exposure groups were significantly different in terms of gender, years of education, race, cognitive diagnosis, and depression at baseline. So compared to the D minus group, the D plus group were more educated, had more females and fewer black participants. However, there were no differences across the groups in terms of age. They both had a mean age of about 71 years. Looking at the entire sample, 26% of the D minus group progressed to dementia over the 10 year course compared to 15% of the D plus group. So the study found that the exposure of vitamin D supplementation was associated with a 40% lower dementia incidence rate compared to not receiving vitamin D. The adjusted hazard ratio was 0.60 with a 95% confidence interval from 0.55 to 0.65. This was statistically significant. The results were consistent when broken down by formulations, but despite the benefit of a large sample and long study period, the study had several limitations, including the fact that it was observational rather than, the, rather than experimental, which means that causality cannot be established. And of course, the baseline characteristics were imbalanced and not generalizable to other populations. In addition, the study did not or could not account for baseline vitamin D levels, what doses patients took, their exposure duration, sun exposure, or other compounding variables, such as the impact of socioeconomic statuses. So vitamin D plays a role in bone health and overall health. And from that standpoint, the focus should be on ensuring patients are being evaluated for vitamin D supplementation. And if they are, an appropriate monitoring plan should be in place. Groups at risk for vitamin D deficiency include individuals with limited sun exposure, conditions that limit fat absorption, such as some forms of liver disease, cystic fibrosis, celiac disease, Crohn's, and ulcerative colitis, as well as older individuals and those with obesity. So again, focusing on overall health, I believe is a priority instead of looking at vitamin D supplementation just for cognitive health. Check out those at risk for vitamin deficiency and check out those labs. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope this helps keep vitamin D in your periphery as you care for your patients. Until next time.